Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105 FM in Bulugwane. Social Conversations. It's uh, 32 minutes after uh, 10. Uh, remember that at 11 we have the final news uh, bulletin with Mudupi Mahalimele. For now, we're speaking social conversations, but it's more on a mindful Wednesday tip. Speaking about uh, consumer culture and where it comes from and how we can break it as Africans to become more productive. Our guest is Billy Silikane, who's Africa's number one professional inspirational speaker, always on the road uh, giving that <laughs> inspirational uh, talk. Last week we spoke to him, he was in the Drakensberg, and today I hear he's in Pumalanga. Billy, good evening. Hey, good evening, Patrice. How are you? I'm great, <laughs> but jealous that you're leaving me behind <laughs> don't worry uh, i will uh, organize that we travel together and we can broadcast from wherever we are <laughs> la lela i'm holding you to that brapenzito brafinias you heard that right <laughs> so billy I, I, it's always concerning to me right uh, that we as south africans especially are such a consuming nature um, uh, we have a, yeah nation and i remember asking the mayor of guazul natal or mayor kawunda of uh, Durban, mm. saying to him, I mean, he was saying part of the developmental plan for the next three years, there are a couple of malls coming up here and there. And I said, I'm concerned about this because it's, yes, it's yeah. not factories that are coming up. Coming up yes, it's it's, it's yeah. malls. Firstly, mm. our malls promote this consuming culture. Secondly, yeah. most of the retail stores in the malls are not oh, owned by black people. Black people yeah. uh, thirdly, the people who work in the retail uh, malls are usually casual workers or temp yeah. workers. None of them mm. are, te- are permanent workers with benefits. So for yeah. me, I just feel like we're continuing to, you know, So, So why are we like this? Where does this culture come from? Okay, so I always say to people, you can never change a, a nation's future unless you understand, you understand its intrinsic history. So if you look at where we come from as a country, we are, we are literally 27 years old. And in the past 50, 60 years, black people were systematically deprived. When I'm saying systematically deprived, I mean at some point in time, it was illegal for a black person to buy a car. Just think about it. No matter how much money you had, it was illegal for you to own a car, you know. So you couldn't own those things. So no matter how much money you had, you couldn't buy a property in a particular area. No matter how much money you had, you couldn't fly on a plane in this country. No matter how much money you had, you couldn't go and play golf in a particular, you know, country estate. So what did that do to us as a people? So what it did to us, Patricia, as a people, was to question ourselves that everything the essence of all humanity has been taken away from us. But what weapon can we use that would raise our esteem and also challenge our, our detractors, if I may say. And then we, we, we looked at, at brands, you know, and I will not mention brands by name because they might come after me and you. However, there were particular, actually this history is still, still prevalent even today. So there were particular shoes, you know, particular brand of shoes, very expensive, which we bought as, as and, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit man and then come to women. As man, you would buy this pair of shoes. And when you buy this pair of shoes, you say, this pair of shoes cost about a thousand rand. I'm talking about like long time ago, a thousand rand would be like maybe 15 to 20,000 in today's rents. 
and you'd say, this person who's oppressing me, denying me the ability to buy a car, I'm going to show them that they can't take my complete esteem. So I'm going to buy a shoe that is so powerful and so eccentric and so expensive that when I walk in their environment with the shoes, my, 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 my emotions will be elevated and I'll feel good about myself. So that's, that's when the, our association with brands, and it went from shoes uh, to trousers to T-shirts to alcohol, you know. So you would say, I'll drink a particular alcohol brand because it's a top-shelf brand, you know. Not everybody can drink this. And, and so at that time, what we, you, what we did with these brands was okay in the sense that it was the only visible thing. When I'm saying visible, they could see it, you know, us wearing those things. It was the only visible defense that we had against this particular society that was completely oppressive to us. So that was good. Now, the narrative and the environment has changed. You know, that environment has been transformed. But the saddest thing about it is we have not transcended our thinking and our culture into saying... Now that the playing fields are almost level, let's now own these brands. Which, by the way, we have consumed... Uh, I can't mention names. And I, I'm from Tembisa. I was born in Tembisa. And our town was Kempton Park. There would be shops in Kempton Park that sell particular brands, which were 100% consumed by black people, but never owned by black people. 100% consumed by black people. So now we're 27 years down the line, we still have those brands sold by a particular part of society who don't even consume them to us who consume them 100%. And yet we have not gone through that transition that says the game has changed. Instead of consuming, now need to own. Because when you own while you consume, you're getting equity in return. You know. So I think that transition has not happened in our minds. And therefore, it has not reflected in our society. And therefore, we have not only transcended that brand slavery, we have become um, conspicuous consumers of high-end brands that at the end of the day mean absolutely nothing. Because if you're carrying a particular bag with a particular label and somebody's carrying a normal bag, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. What matters is is that person who's carrying a brand, a bag which has got no brand name, are they building a legacy for the next generation or are they consuming the next generation feed? That's the you know, that's what we should be asking ourselves. You know, it, it's it's almost like you were part of the conversation that I had with uh, Unok Kang, who's the producer of um, Sound Awake. And mm-hmm. we were having the same conversation a couple of uh, evenings ago after the show. And mm-hmm. I, I, we were saying we're so mind boggled by social media and mm-hmm. how it perpetuates this particular lifestyle of the brand. What shoe are you wearing? What sneakers are you wearing? What bag do you have? What belt Mm. is on your waist? Um, Mm. You know, where do you go and eat? Who do you hang around with? What's the brand of your makeup and your body lotion? That's how how petty we have become. But 
at the end of the day, when you have used all these big brands and made yourself a sub-brand of these big brands, a slave, actually. <laughs> well, they think they're brands and each to their own. Other people can honestly afford them. But yeah. what is the legacy? And yeah. I think let, let's throw it out to the A-teamers. A-teamers, do you feel that we as South Africans should be considering building legacies and having our own brands? I know there are South African brands that are creating yeah. shoes at cheaper price, but we, yeah. we, we're, not, we're not proudly wearing that. We're not proudly wearing South African black-owned businesses, uh, South African and purely South African businesses, we're not utilizing those services and, and being proud of them. Where do you think things have gone wrong and how can we break this culture? It's Mindful Wednesdays with Billy Siligani. Call in ATM on 011-7142006 or WhatsApp 0614-104107. SMSs go to 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Speaking to Africa's number one professional inspirational speaker, Billy Siligani, giving us Mindful Wednesdays, talking about us as Africans starting to become more productive, producing our own, wearing our own, eating our own, living in our own, utilizing our own, as opposed to buying and consuming what does not belong to us to build our legacy as Africans. Atima, come and join in on the conversation on WhatsApp 0614-104-107 or uh, SMS 41391. You can also call in on 011-714-2006. Billy, why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why are we perpetuating poverty? Why are we wearing these brands? Are we trying to validate? It's it's trauma. It's deep psychological trauma. And therefore, like I'm saying, if you understand the origin, and I say to people, you know, Patricia, my first book is called From Barefoot to Snakeskin Shoes. And it comes from that culture where I grew up in Tabisa, you know, jazz music and nice shoes and whatever. And then I've, I've done my thing and I've moved around and I've transcended and do all kind of things. So a friend of mine says to me, so are you writing a new, are you going to write a new book that says from uh, snakeskin shoes to barefoot, you know? <laughs> and I laughed at it. But I didn't laugh at it in a mocking way. I laughed at it in a very profound way because... Now I've reached, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not there yet, but I've transcended the physicalness of things. So things don't define me anymore, you know. So, you know, like I, I posted on Facebook and when I landed here, I'm, I'm wearing a black suit and a black, a black T-shirt. The T-shirt is my brand. It's a political kind of brand. And the suit is it's, it's my brand. It's called 6704, the original, because I was born in 1967 in April. So I, I've began to build my own brand because I'm thinking that if I'm going to wear somebody else's brand and they're not paying me for wearing their brand, why should I wear it? You know, because that's advertisement. They must pay me. If they don't pay me, then it's not worth me wearing it. Now, if you look at this trauma that we've, we've suffered and the external validation, so what we need, what we do, which is very sad, is we, you know, like I said to, to, to friends of mine, when people meet each other after a long time, like if you have not seen your friends for five years, six years, whatever, and you meet in some place, the conversation that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna start it's it's quite strange because oh long time no see blah blah blah, and men <laughs> in particular would say hey, so what are you driving, you know, and therefore they're asking you a liability and not an asset building question. A car is a liability unless it's a it's a collection, 
a collector's item that appreciates in value. So if you buy a Range Rover today, whatever Range Rover, I, I, it doesn't matter. Immediately take, you drive it out, it loses 16, 20, 30, 40%, and you still pay for it. So therefore, the conversation has to change. So when I meet you, Patricia, for the, for I've not seen you in a long time, the question would be, hey, so what is the latest investment book you're reading about property, about whatever? And, you know, do you have any tips for me about how I can increase my portfolio? How I can, you know, that we should change our conversation from saying let's consume to let's say let's produce. And by the way, here's one, one of the biggest myths about us as Africans is to believe that for us to create wealth, we must become all entrepreneurs. It's not true. You can still, as a, as a presenter, working for a radio station, make right choices around how you spend your money and create wealth for your family. Let me give an example. I usually say to people, people say, ah, but I don't know where to invest. You know, this investing thing is difficult. I'll say, open the refrigerator in your house. Open your fridge and see what's in your fridge. See what you use consistently. You use milk, cheese, eggs, butter, whatever. That's where you start. You can, there's a stock exchange. The, the Jonas Stock Exchange has got what's called Citrix, which you can start with 5,000 rents. Once off a month, whatever. Start thinking about if I'm using this butter called whatever, if I'm using this milk called whatever, if I'm buying these eggs called whatever, somebody's making money out of this thing, not me. How do I partake? Because I'm consuming this thing. How do I reciprocally partake in the equity growth of this product that I'm consuming? Those are the conversations that we must start having because the myth of entrepreneurship, we must accept it. <laughs> not all of us grew up or were born in a family where there was a business. So we don't know how this thing works. It's going to take years for us to learn. However, it does not necessarily mean that we don't have the means and opportunities to begin to create wealth for ourselves. It's a, mind shift. It's a mindset shift that must happen. It really needs to happen. And here some A-teamers are concurring with you. This one from Sbusiso Josi Epai Uti. Just a thought. Why are are we always, um, uh, why do we always use race when we discuss brand and materialism? Remember, there's a concept, black excellence, which sometimes influences people to pursue a certain unaffordable lifestyle. I hope I'm making sense. That's what Sibusiso says. Well, I think he is making sense because w- we have, like you initially said, akined um, what you wear, what you drive to. Yeah your value your uh, your ability to to prove your excellence but back in the ranch when you're on zero if you were to pass away now you would leave debt and uh, nothing for children or family members to inherit uh, and no legacy yes and 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 that's the thing because if you you know i'll you know i like the previous uh, guy that you had an interview on livestock and those kind of things and I said to people, I never knew that, you know, a cow has got over 100% return on investment in, in less than two years. A cow. <laughs> so you buy a cow, you get a bull to impregnate it, it gives a cow for a couple of cows, your investment doubles or, th- or triples in, in a year's time. But no, we don't think that. We think, ah, and those are you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't, we don't, we don't, we, we like to demean things. We don't even know and understand how they work. You know, so, I mean, if you, if I go to Tembis on Saturday or Sunday, uh, we'll be in Chisanyamas, you know, and what, what are we, what's happening there? We, we're buying meat from a cow or a lamb or a sheep, whatever. We're consuming alcohol from a particular brand, from a particular distillery and whatever. But 
were wearing particular shoes, particular jeans, driving particular cars. That whole social uh, construct means zero for the black person in the township, which is very sad. So when one rand goes into a township, it's minus 19 rands. It depreciates deeply in value, and it becomes a debt instead of it becoming an asset. Sure. And if you, if you go to a different environment, I don't like to be, I'm not going to go color here, you know, but if you go to a different environment, a one rent, when it enters a particular community, circulates about 19 times. It becomes equity. It builds upon itself. So therefore, uh, Patricia, we have the means. With, there's over 40 million of us in this country, you know, uh, we still run and, and, and stand in queues, long, long queues. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, the, the first other shop that uh, sells beggars opened up in, and the first shop was in, uh, in Dragonia Road. And there was a queue of people standing outside. And, I, I, you know, and and this friend of mine was saying, oh, Mr. Silicon, hey, blah, 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 this brand is launching. Hey, I'm here in the queue. And I laughed at him and said, no, I'm not standing in the queue to buy the bag. I'm standing at, I just bought the shares at the, at the stock exchange. So enjoy the bag and make me rich. <laughs> love, love, love it. Let's go to some messages here from our A-teamers. This one says, Paddy, we have been indoctrinated. If I take two of the same T-shirts um, when one is made in the USA and the other has a South African label, the USA will outsell the South African because we don't value our own. Another one is saying uh, self-hate and we don't believe in our own. Finish and glar. This one says, I got raised where I could afford brands, but I value them now because my parents taught me to work first to buy them for myself. So I know their value. I'm, I'm glad there are parents who, who are instilling um, the, 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 the understanding of telling a child that there's value in everything. Um, it, it's not only about the brands, is it, uh, where, Billy? It's, it's yeah. about... If you can afford, if you can afford to buy a brand, is there anything that you have invested in? It does not necessarily mean that, like you are saying, you are going to start your own production line of a particular clothing or shoe um, uh, uh, outlet. But it, it's about have you invested anything? So if you are spending twenty thousand rands on a handbag, do you have the equivalent in in investments or savings? Oh yes, or even more. Mm. Actually, you know, if you. <laughs> You know, if I mean, I've got a friend of mine in Singapore, quite a wealthy guy, and he gave me a shocking, you know, kind of formula. He says, you know, anything that you have to pay for, you can't afford. <laughs> and he says, if you buy it cash, if it affects more than 30% of your net worth, you still can't afford it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. this guy... This guy says, he says something amazing. He says, you know, you guys like cars, nice branded cars, and don't buy new whatever. He says, I don't buy cars new. I buy cars when they're about 50,000 kilometers and above. Because he says, some very unintelligent person has bought the car, paid for the research and development and all kind of things. And when he went to 50,000, he was convinced that it has lost value. It has lost value, by the way. They trap him to another debt, and he sells this one cheaper, and I get it. And I drive it in the same car road that he drives it, and I stop with him in the same traffic light. 
with his new liability and I've taken out bought something that is now cheaper but it still has the brand essence if you like and he says why rush and buy things new if you can wait and enjoy them after somebody else has paid the recession development cost for you can we go to an A-teamer who's like a genuine A-teamer because he's a, <laughs> is a, is a member of uh, the SFM family, Eldrian. Good evening. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you guys so much. What an interesting conversation and a very important conversation. Um, it just reminded me now as ooh, Mrs. Ligano was speaking about the whole car versus property, um, for instance, is that um, so I drive a Mazda 2. Um, oh, we're in the same yes, boat, Mkaya. Mazda 2 <laughs> is fully paid off, you know. Yeah. And I share the car with my partner. And that is even having to get to the point of having to convince my partner that this is the right financial decision to make, you know. Because we use the car for, for it's an A to, A to B type of, you know. Mm-hmm. That's all we need it for. But then on the property side, I'm currently, I'm 33 years old. I've got four properties to my name. Hmm. And that's because I took the decision that I'm not going to be spending a lot of money on a car, as Mrs. Ligani said earlier on, that's going to be depreciating. I'd rather be spending it all that money in making sure that I am credit worthy to, um, to qualify for as many properties as I can. Because I know that at some point, even if the fan, even if the, mm, it's the fan, when hmm. I sell those properties, there's money that I'll be making back, you know, in return. And people don't think about that. And we need to start having these conversations. Instead of having a conversation, let's have a conversation about what was your week like? What is it that you were able to achieve? But also on top of that, what are your financial challenges? Because that's another thing that we really struggle with. We fear speaking about our own personal finances because no, to somebody among your friends who's probably gone to school, who probably works in the financial sector, who understands money better than you do, who could give you advice, but then you keep quiet to fill up Now, Eldrian, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited that you are, you are ex- sharing your experience with us as A-teamers. And mm-hmm. I was saying earlier that Uno Kanga and I, who's a producer for Sound Awake, were speaking about the same thing. Don't you feel yeah. pressure? Because I remember my, my colleagues that I used to work with at the station before this used to laugh mm-hmm. at me. They used to laugh at the car I drove because it wasn't a big German car. Yeah. They, they'd laugh at the fact that I don't wear brands. My hair is in a natural hairstyle. Mm-hmm. They, they'd laugh at all sorts of things. I, I was really Really not part of the clique but when they'd ask where do your children go to school they would like be gobsmacked where do you live and i'd say well yes. i've got a couple of places i live in <laughs> that i own and others are being rented out and they'd be gobsmacked because yeah you you not you you far from 35 and here you are living a life like this as a single mother so yeah. how how's the pressure How's the, the pressure the, on your side? Because but how's the pressure on your no, side? The, the, the pressure is constantly there. And when we go and visit friends and we go and visit even my family, they'll say, why am I not this? Yes. Yes. Um, and then on top of that is that I know what my priorities are. And I learned as far back as when I was, uh, when I was at YFM. When I, when I joined the station, I didn't have a car. I was using a taxi, 
But then the other thing is that there is the perception. Like, you look at a DJ Spool who was working at the radio station at the time. He was driving a Hummer. There's an expectation because you guys are colleagues, you probably earn the same, and therefore you should also have a Hummer. No. At that point in my life, there was a rude awakening that, no, you don't necessarily have to be driving a Hummer. You are just starting out in the industry. And this is where I am right now. And I don't even know if I ever want to own a Hummer. Damn, I want to own properties. <laughs> so your priorities are straight. Well done, my colleague. Well done. Good you, man. You are the man. original A-team. Thank you, Eldrin. Thank you, guys. Nice Good conversation. Man. Good, Good night. Good night. Thank you, Eldrin. Um, I'm going to go to KGM. A-team, my KGM. Good evening. Good, good morning, uh, not good evening. Okay, so you just woke up, or are you on the other side of the world? Uh, the other side of the world. All right. Okay. Um, Pat, and and good good evening, by the way, to your guest and to my fellow listeners. Look, th- this is one of the the, the graviest uh, situation that if I was to be given the powers to eradicate, this, this would be the the first I would do away with in us as Africans. This modulation of peer pressure. Um, it's a pity that the, the, obviously there's not much time, but uh, I would say this: humility is one of the most underrated ingredients of success. And having to to look at life in a way of the future, saying, what is my legacy when I leave? If I happen to depart either now or tomorrow, what legacy am I leaving? You know, that thing of a a marathon or a, a, a sprint, if you like, a relay where you're giving the baton to the next, I, I say this to my fellow listeners and Africans in, in, the, in the diaspora. L- let's cut the ties with the, 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 the slot of this humiliating legacy that we always leave. Our parents, most of us, left debt and poverty as the legacy. Do we want to give that to our children? At the, at the base, on the basis of, I have to, because I... I can I make an example with you, Patricia? Okay. I am a presenter on the radio. I'm a I'm a, a, a an actor on 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 a, a particular movie, TV, whatever the case might be. There's this pressure that comes with and and Patricia, 99.9 percent of the time, the people who are giving you pressure, they cannot even afford what you can afford at that present moment themselves, but they are expecting you. Let me let me as a parting shot. Let me make you laugh. This is what I've always, I grew up with this notion. If if I, I hit on Patricia as an example, I, I see you as my potential girlfriend, whatever the case might be. And we grew up together, same area, same village. You are even a, a, a next door neighbor. We are the same age group. And I'm a man, you're a woman. You're expecting me to have things that you don't, you yourself, you don't have. But we grew up together. You can see that sometimes even my home is, is a little bit, impoverished compared to yours. But you're expecting me to have all these things that you don't have. Where must I get them? I'm a bless, I'm a bless, I'm a bless. (laughs) (laughs) That's the mindset we need to move away from. And definitely, thank you very much, KGM.
I'm going to go to one voice note here. Uh, Billy, I'm, I'm begging you. We have not finished this conversation. <laughs> we, have, we haven't scraped the surface. <laughs> we haven't. But after the news, I'd like us to just uh, please sum up uh, with uh, some okay. of the voice notes and maybe just five key pointers to get our mindsets off consuming and investing and doing the right things for yep. uh, nation building. Beautiful. Excellent. It's uh, officially 11 o'clock. It's time for Hola. Mudupi Mahalimela Hola. Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Hi, Patricia. For me, this is the most powerful discussion. You know, uh, we also have a hashtag, which we call hashtag, from the consumer to the shareholder. Now, the challenge is that this is being discussed with an assumption that we all have means to can participate in this economy. What about those who are not employed? What about the grant recipients? We are who are in the majority. And I so wish that you know you you would allow maybe a one minute a watch call because I wanted to put up a a proposal, but now I know after forty seconds you cut us off if the watch call is more than 40 seconds. Hey, Mamela, for those who are not working and I hear you, listen, I hear you and I feel you. There's, I want to give you an example of a, a, a friend, a brother of mine, Emma Kaya, um, who has not been working for, for a while now. And he was an ex-counselor of Endawendla Slala And his wife works, but he doesn't work. So he started off raising ink or chickens and today today he's making good money he's managed to start building a, a better home for them as the head of the household the father the husband through selling chickens so there's something that we can utilize. There's something we can trade off temporarily. I've seen graduates who have not found jobs who are going out and and they sell them early in the morning. I'm sure there's somewhere where we can all start. It has always surprised me that we black South African people are always enriching the other nations and thereby taking for lack of another weight, taking another people's culture and regarding it as our own. Take, for example, the steers, the Portuguese restaurants, most of our people like that kind of food, but they in return, you will never see them consuming our own African food products, just to name one. Thank you. 
Good evening, Patricia. Hey, what a conversation. What a nice topic you're having right now. Patricia, I'm driving my father's Cressida. It's a very old car. I'm a lecturer, Patricia, by um, profession. I teach in one of the colleges here in Devon, and uh, it's one of the big colleges. Uh, it's Sakile, by the way. Sakile, I mean, I'm, I'm the great A-team as well. So, Patricia, this pressure I don't have. Uh, my colleagues sometimes laugh at me. Hey, you're driving a Cressida, whatever. But you know what? I'm not paying any installment, and I'm I'm still trying to fix what uh, I can afford. Once I'm done uh, with uh, planning my future, Patricia, I'm telling you, I'm 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 more into farming myself. So I will be starting for a farm uh, very soon. I've I've secured the land, uh, even at home. I've secured the land, so I'll be getting into farming. And Patricia, I'm telling you. This thing of being uh, under pressure by friends is, is, is useless. Thank you very much, Patricia. What a conversation. Thank you. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Still uh, rounding up the Mindful Wednesday conversation with Billy Silikani, talking about uh, the culture of uh, us as South Africans being consumers versus us being productive. Billy, just give us those pointers that will help us move our mindset and our actions. All right. So I think the first thing, uh, it's just going to be two very simple points. The first one is we need to create a deep intrinsic understanding of what's the difference between liabilities and assets. You know, what are liabilities and what are assets? And once you you understand the difference between the two, you'll then be able to always consistently search for assets because assets build equity and liabilities take equity away. So that's the first thing that you've got to have a clear understanding on. The second one is you've got, to, you've got to then say to yourself, what are local brands that are created by local people, which when I support, I know I'll be opening up doors for other you know, local people to, to, to rise up. Because when you go up the ladder, you must always make sure that you pull somebody with you. So those are two things. Understand what the difference between assets and liabilities and ask yourself, what local brands must I support? By the way, Patricia, here's what I always want to say to people. I am not going to support your business because you're a black person. I'm going to support your business because you're a black person that delivers value. There has to be value delivered. You know, I can't just say, somebody says, no, I've got this, you can see orange juice, but orange juice, I'm going to eat moon or whatever. No, no, no. It must be proper. You know, and, and if it's proper, I'll support you. You know, and that's what we need to do. We need to support our businesses but we also need to hold them accountable for their quality. We cannot just support people because they are black. It's, no, that I can't do that. We have, if the quality is not good, instead of criticizing them, we have to find a way to help them to raise their standards so that they can be competitive in the open market. Those are the two things that I want to leave with our people. And I hope that, uh, and I can see, and I can hear with a lot of voice notes that people have been challenged. We can change and transform, but we have to make a clear distinction between assets and liabilities. Billy, thank you so very much for joining us. Looking forward to the next edition of uh, Mindful Wednesdays. Please do give us your contact details. Uh, you can go to my uh, website, billysiliconspeaks.com. If you want to send me an email, it's pa at billysiliconi.com. I'm on LinkedIn as billysiliconi. I'm on Instagram as billysiliconi underscore speaks. And that's where you get me. Excellent. Thank you very much. And enjoy Mpumalanga. Don't forget, I'm waiting to travel with you and we'll broadcast from wherever you are.
Absolutely, ma'am. We're going to do that. <laughs> Have a beautiful evening and thanks to your listeners too. Thank you very much, Bill. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter.